Amen. I'm so thankful for, for just uh, talented musicians and talented people in general because there's things I just cannot do. And if you're wondering if the glass is extremely clear, no, it's not. I actually took it out, so there you go. Uh, we didn't clean it with anything special. It's gone. Uh, turning your word this morning, been a few places, but Psalm 150 is where we'll start. Um, before we dig in, I just want to say again, once again, thank you, and I want to I want to tell you guys, thank you so much for supporting the youth. Uh, thank you so much for what you do. Some people may think it's insane for us to take time out of a service and show a video. That's not insane at all, because this is the church of today, and they're doing they they're they're, they're, they're we're support them and everything they do, and uh, I am glad that I belong uh, one to him, but two, I'm a part of a family that understands the importance of coming together and supporting one another. So uh, just again, thank you, thank you, thank you, and there'll be more to give. I want to just drop this little uh, uh, thing in here real quick. In just a few weeks, several weeks, uh, not too far away, we'll have our, our annual barbecue at Easter. So uh, be ready, and we need you guys to sell, 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 sell. And if you've ever had one of our, our uh, Boston butts, they are delicious, and I guess time for the butt jokes are coming around again, but um, they're very good, and uh, we thank you already in advance for your support, because I know you guys uh, will eat them. <laughs> but anyway, turning your words, Psalm uh, 150, this uh, had been on my heart for quite some time, and I didn't know when I would minister on this, but uh, today's the day. Today is the day. And I want to ask a question to you quickly. Uh, what is praise? What is praise? If you ask a lot of folks, a lot of folks will say, uh, you know, maybe fast music, especially in the church realm. That's oh, fast music. That's praise music. No, that's not, no, no, no. That's not praise. That is just uh, an up-tempo music. But the English dictionary describes or defines praise in an expression or as, a, as an expression or approval of an admiration of something. But we go on a little bit further because in the word we're told to, we're going to read this Psalm 150, to praise Him. But I have said this before, praise is faith, and faith is praise. You need to listen this morning. Praise is faith, and faith is praise. Some will say, uh, my praise comes after something happens, or after I'm afforded or get something, that's, uh, that's more a sign of, or a token of gratitude. I'm thankful for that. Praise is even before it happens. Praise is when you ain't seen it, and you don't know how it's going to happen. Praise is when there seems to be no way, but you know the way maker, and you are determined, I'm going to praise you regardless. Praise is, I may be sick in my body, but I know your word says, by your stripes I am healed. Praise is when you're going through the valley, but you know that you're going to pass through that valley because that's what His Word says. Praise is when you're in the darkness, but you've seen the light. Praise is when you are feeling at your worst, but you know He is the best. Praise is more than just the Word. It is what you do. Praise is who you are. Worship also is who you are. Praise is what you do and worship is who you are. So here we come to this very familiar chapter uh, that a lot of folks like, especially Pentecostal folks, we like, to get, we like to praise the Lord. 
We love to sing and dance and clap and shout and worship and, and give Him our all. But the, the, the 150 psalm says, praise you the Lord. It didn't say, will you praise the Lord? So I want you to understand something this morning. Praise is not a, a, not a, a suggestion. Praise is a command. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you think, well, you just don't know what's going on in my life, I'm going to tell you something. You've got breath in your body, and you're alive. Praise you the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary, and praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud sounding cymbal or the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything, let everything, can everybody in here do something for me this morning? Can you do this? Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. So that's you and me in this place. We are to praise Him. When? Always. Everywhere. Everywhere we go. Everything that we do, we are always to give Him praise. Praise again. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Praise the Lord in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. He is to be praised everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere, we just sang Jesus is mine. Everywhere I go, everywhere, he's to be praised. At your job, at your house, when, when, when your check seems a little bit short. You're to praise him when you get an un, un, un uh, uh, whatever, you didn't think the bill was coming, but it came. They just don't stop, they're like the devil, they just don't quit. You're to praise him anyway because God has provided you the ability to, to make some moolah, it might not be as much as you want, but to pay the bill. Praise Him for it. Praise Him everywhere. Praise Him here on earth in His sanctuary. And also praise Him in the firmament of His power in heaven. The angels in heaven right now are praising His name. And I wonder if we here on earth, if the church, if we really truly praise Him. Or do we just get excited at certain moments and then, then it's over. Because when Jesus, when, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we've said it time and time again, you will be changed. Your salvation will tell on you, and you will praise Him for His mighty acts. It takes an act of God, it's a miracle, to take a sinner's hard heart and to make it soft, a, a, a heart that was stained with sin, and to wash it with red blood and to make it white as snow. It takes that. The only, only God can do that. And we're to praise Him for that. He is being praised again in heaven, but are we praising Him here? God responds to praise. Why would I say that? Because He responds to faith. But it's got to be proper faith. We've said this. Faith is not the problem. Proper faith is the problem. Faith is not the issue. Proper faith, that's the issue. We spend most of our time asking instead of praising. Proper faith is faith in Jesus Christ and His finished work, period. Nothing else. 
That is proper faith. Nothing in you, nothing in me, nothing in this church, nothing by an association of a church, none of that is proper faith. It's in the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary's cross. That is where your victory was afforded. That is where your healing was afforded. That is where your deliverance was afforded. That is where the redemption for your soul was purchased and paid in full. That is where it took place. The resurrection, we know, was not a question. It was just a stamp on what had already happened. Your victory was at Calvary. At Calvary. In Matthew chapter 6, we're instructed, Jesus instructs us how to pray. And guess what? The prayer starts with praise. Our Father. Do you understand the privilege and the ability that you and I have, just as believers now, to call Him Father? Because if it weren't for the blood we just read in Ephesians 1-7, if it weren't for the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I couldn't call Him Father. There was a sacrifice that had to be made in order for you and I to enter into His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. There was a sacrifice that had to be made on your behalf so that you could praise Him. And I tell you, today I've simply come to do just that, to praise Him, to lift His name on high, to magnify His name, to glorify His name, to place His name where it belongs above everything else, above every naysayer, above every person that wants to start an argument or pick a fight, above a sickness, above uh, even good things, above, above at all. There is nothing that is above the name of Christ, and I choose to lift up His name today. I choose to praise His name because it's in Him that we live and move and have our being. He is more than enough, but do you believe it? Do you believe that He is more than enough for you? He is more than enough for you. You're to praise Him for His mighty acts. You're to praise Him for His excellent greatness. We are to praise Him for what He does, His acts. Well, what did he do for me? He saved your soul. Well, he didn't give me my F-350 on on 44s with a 12-inch lift, but he saved my soul. Praise God. Maybe praise God he didn't give that to me because it might have been a big piece of junk that ended up just costing me money, and I had to work too much, too hard to keep it, and it would keep me away from my time with him. Sometimes he don't give you what you ask for because, one, you don't need it. I didn't mean getting your business, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. We're to praise Him for what He is. What is He? He's great. You remember that old song? God is great and greatly to be praised. He's great. Do you understand that you are in the midst of a great God? That you are in the midst of the very one who spoke? He didn't have to make. He spoke creation into existence. You are in the midst of the very one who drapes the clouds over the heavens, who directs the paths of the lightning bolt, who tells the wind where to stop and start. You're in the midst of the one who holds the world in his hand over a grain of sand. And we wonder, God, can you handle this? Yes, he can handle it. In fact, he's already handled it. But it's you and I that are the problem because we won't praise him for it. Everything about Him is great. His name is greater than any other name. His nature is great. His blessings are great. But the greatest thing that ever He gave was the provision. The provision for you and for me. And 
He has made a way, and guess what? I am allowed, and you are allowed in Christ Jesus to be a partaker of His greatness. Y'all need to wake up this morning. Is it too hot in here? It's too warm? We need to make it cold. Open the door, let some cold air come in here. It can't be cold in that water yesterday. I want you to turn in your word, and I know we flashed these up here, on, but they're, they're, I, just, I want you to turn in your word to 2 Peter, chapter 1. And I want to read something with you guys. He made a way for you and I to be partakers of all that's great. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 through 8, says, According as His divine power, according as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, to, to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us unto glory by virtue. That's knowledge in His finished work. Whereby are given unto us exceeding, if you write in your Bible or underline or highlight, you need to, to, to I, I, will, I will enunciate loudly the words that I think you should be just be. The exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. Verse 5 says, and beside this, beside your salvation, don't you know that there's more to a house than the front porch? Come on, somebody. There's more to your house than the front door. We're saved, we've got the house, but so many of us have never entered in. And beside this, beside your salvation, given, unto, uh, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity or love. For if these things be in you, now you you got to track with me here for a moment or listen carefully. They're, they're in you because Christ is in you. But here's the problem. And abound. They should be growing. Your obligation and your, your, your uh, purpose as a believer is not to win an argument and not to prove that you're right. Never is it. You can even be saying, listen, this morning I made a post and they're saying the same thing I'm saying, but there's an argument. I'm thinking, what? No, I'm not even going to engage in this. This is crazy and it's nonsense. I'm not here to prove to you that I'm right, but I'm here to lift up the name of Jesus and He'll prove to you that He is all you, you'll ever need. He's all that you'll ever need, but these should abound and they make you that you shall neither be barren, listen to this, be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As a believer, as a born-again, blood-bought believer, you should never be barren nor unfruitful. When you read John chapter 15, he's the vine. We're the branches. He's also the vine dresser. And he purges, he dresses that vine for one purpose. Not to humiliate you, but sometimes that's what it takes. 
Not to hurt you, but sometimes it does. But it's to make you, listen, it, me or Summer has been saying this, if your feelings are constantly hurt and you feel like somebody's just uh, out to get you, then get over yourself and get back into the vine because the purging and the pruning and the dressing by Him is not for you, it's for you, but to make you more fruitful. We believers, we Christians, we wear our emotions on our sleeve and we dare somebody to knock it off. When Christ said, or when Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, he humbled himself. He didn't take on the reputation that he could have, but he made himself, he came in the form of man as a servant, and he endured that cross with joy. He's a servant. It wasn't about him. It is about him, but it wasn't about who he was at that moment. He didn't want them to, th to, to produce or pronounce him as king. In fact, that's why he left and went over somewhere else to teach. I'm here to save the world. Not for you to crown me king of the earth. I'm king of kings. And I know what I may be saying may seem a little emotional, but I'm about sick and tired of... Uh, there is no wonder that, that the people that do not attend church don't want to go to church because of junk that people put on social media and all they see is an argument about nonsense. Why, why do I want a part of that for? It'd be amazing if the, the, the social media is a great tool and it can be used for great things. But most people use it to blab off of whatever. There are people, and, and I'm going to get off this for a moment. There are people that are on my page that if I had to go to their church, I wouldn't go. Because of who they are and what they represent. They represent haughtiness and pride and always, always, always want an argument. I come to lift up the name of Jesus. Because it is only Jesus that saved my soul. And it is only Jesus that will change your circumstance. It is only Jesus that will heal your broken spirit. It is only Jesus that will mend your broken heart. It is only Jesus that will contain you, that He will keep you, and He will surround you. It is only He that goes before you and behind you. It is only He that surrounds you. It is only Jesus that will do anybody any good. And if you're watching and you don't like it, then get over it. I'm to the point now, I don't, you know what, I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm here to love you. I, the attacks come and they'll keep coming. I'm sure there's keyboard warriors right now typing away. That's fine. Type it, type it up. But I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing else that's going to be preached other than Jesus. We're to praise Him. Out of His greatness, He gives in great measure. Out of His greatness, He gives in great measure. Listen, He gives in great measure. Out of our, right now it's tax time. Everybody's buying everything. We've got to have everything. We've got to have, you dumb and dumb, we've got to have the big foam hat and the paddle ball. We've got to have it all. We're going to spend every penny we got on stuff that don't matter. Why? Because we've got it to spend. So out of that great tax return, if you got one, praise God for it, you're going you're gonna to give greatly to the pockets of the, the realtors. Or, or the, the, uh, not retail, real, realtors. You could give to the realtors. Uh, 
If you have one, go see Ron Coco if you want to give that way. But out of his greatness, he gives in great measure. He's going to always give you more than enough. Because he said that I come, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. See, an abundance of something is greatness. It's more than enough. It's more than enough. We are to be partakers. Since you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you should now be a partaker a partaker of his divine nature. What is a partaker? What is that? To consume. To indulge. Of his divine nature. We consume things right there after church is over. We're going to go consume stuff. Some will go to the, to the feeding trough over there at Butcher Boys. Man, it's good. You're going to consume a lot of chicken and, and apple pies and mashed potatoes. Man, I shouldn't even talk about that. But we're to consume, to indulge, to be a partaker of His divine nature. See, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He pulled, a, he pulled away the veil that separated you from Him. And when you walk in the Holy of Holies, everything is right there before you. And you should be indulging and consuming and partaking of the divine nature. You should always be changing. You should always be growing back to, to 2 Peter 1, 3, verse 8. Those things should be abounding, or they should abound in you, be growing in you. What things? Always growing, adding to the salvation. There's the, you can't add, listen, when you're saved, you're saved. But there's a more to the relationship, you're to love and to grow in virtue, power. How? By the operating and moving of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're to plug into the power source. Now I've got access to the power source and I've determined that I'm going to plug in. Not only did He save you, but there's more. And when we take on that responsibility regarding our Christian life, you can't just say, well, I'm a Christian. Well, you can because a lot of people do. But that don't mean nothing. When you take on the responsibility regarding the Christian life, how do you know what, what is with the Christian life? You need to be reading God's Word. You need to be seeking His face daily. And you need to know, does this line up, God, with your Word? Not with what I want, not with what so-and-so told me, but does it line up with your Word? Yes, the other day, I was, man, I was so excited. Actually, we were sitting in the, in the kitchen. I was sitting at the island, and uh, uh, I've been going back and forth with Melissa and... and uh, Talking about teaching in Spanish. and So I pulled up Waymaker in Spanish. And I was so excited about, the, about how the Lord, how great He is. I came over to the church to get something. And I can't remember. Charlotte was in the front. I said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Charlotte, Charlotte, wait, 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 wait. you got to hear this. And, and I don't know if you understand Spanish or not, but I don't. But I understood the song was absolutely anointed. Not only was that, but the anointing was there. And the Holy Spirit was moving. And the Holy Spirit is the only thing that will transcend the language barrier. And, and this tells me this. That God is not a God of the white people or the, or the Latino people or the, or the black folks or the, or the people that are from Asia or anywhere else. He is a God to all and He is for all and this gospel is for all. And I'm going to tell you right now, we will be a church of many nationalities. And if you don't like it, go find somewhere that you think you should be. But I'm telling you, get ready. I know I've harped on this a lot, but we're going to have a lot of lampshades. I don't care what they look like. 
Man, if we're going to be the church and we say we are, and I believe we are, then we're going to look like the church. We're going to look like everybody else. Not like, like everybody else, but they're going to see who God is. He's a God for all. He's a Savior to all. So not only did He save you, but there is more. When we take on that responsibility regarding the Christian life, we get that we are debtors, Romans 1 and 14. We get it now. I'm a debtor. I owe it to you. I owe it to you, Avon, to talk about the goodness of God, about the greatness of God. I owe it to you because he took this sin-riddled life, one who was bound for a devil's hell, and he changed me. He quickened me. He made me alive in Christ. So now that I get that I'm a debtor, then I add by, by that, add virtue, power, the operating and moving of the Holy Spirit in my life. We should be growing in our relationship through knowledge of Jesus Christ. The finished work. Now that you know that, you, that all of these things, you begin to live in self-control and you don't just blow a gasket and, and do what you once did. You don't. Then comes patience. Woo-wee. I told my dad a long time ago I was praying for patience. He said, you're an idiot. Was <laughs> he ever right? But then comes patience, and we must always wait on God. Why? Because His timing is perfect, and His timing is also a part of His will. And then we strive to be Christ-like. <laughs> Woo, newsflash, a Christian's supposed to be Christ-like. Even if they get your order wrong. I'm talking to me too. Even if they won't receive your debit card because it's over $50, man, having a big family sometimes is, is, a, is a hassle. I'm not going into that story, but I didn't respond the right way. We're to be Christ-like in all things. Even today, when you go and you've got to stand in line, and you know those, those families that send one person to wait on the other 73, and you've been in line for an hour, what are you doing? Are you, man? Get back there. Even if you've got to wait a little bit longer, just think, it'll be fresh when it comes to you. To be Christ-like. To treat one another kind and to love one another. In the church. In the church. <laughs> Even if it gets on your nerves, so what? Love them. When you're married, and, and, and those that have been married for more than 20 years, you know there are things that your spouse, be it your husband or wife, does things that not drive you nuts. She don't do anything that drives me crazy. I do everything that drives her crazy. She gets mad because I, I don't... How can you go to sleep in literally 42 seconds? <laughs> like, Brother, I turn the lights out, they're out. I'm <laughs> gone. I don't hear nothing, I don't think nothing, I don't know nothing, I'm just out. But we love one another. I could drive, and, 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 and I should not be doing this, but when we eat, I will sometimes rake my fork on the plate just to irritate Sawyer. And then Sawyer will start smacking food, because he you knows it irritates me. Then we start throwing things. No, we don't start throwing things. <laughs> But we love one another. We're to love one another. To get past the, 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 the insignificant things that don't even matter. 
and to love one another, these attributes of a Christian being in you and expanding and growing, you will not be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You're not saved to fail. You're not saved to fail or be unfruitful. Just because you didn't succeed this one time does not mean you failed. I, I said this the other day. I'll say it again. I probably tonight or whatever. But I love this. Don't be. Don't fear. Don't be afraid of failure. But be terrified of regret. Keep going. Keep moving. I mean, I started early this morning. I should know. I mean, I passed the church that we start at ten thirty. I think I was started early. Did I start early? Y'all know, I don't know. One minute early? Well, they got to join in while we were already singing. Praise God. But then I ended the song wrong. <laughs> hey, but we're still here and God's still on the throne. Just keep going. Keep moving. You will praise Him even in the trial. Why? Because you go back to 2 Peter 1 verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding exceeding and great promises. <laughs> you better wake up because the train's fixing to hit turbo. Coal being thrown in the throat, thrown, it's thrown around here, thrown into the furnace. What promise? Psalms 145 verse 9 says, The Lord is good to all. And His tender mercies are over all His works. He is good. His love endures forever. He is there in time of need. He gives strength to the weary. And when you wait on Him, you will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. When you pass through the waters, He is with you. They will not overtake you. Though the fire may come, it will not burn you nor send you. He, he goes before you. He won't leave you, nor will He forsake you. We are not to be afraid or discouraged because He is with us wherever we go. He will comfort you in your lowless valley, and He is your rest. He is your peace. And the Bible tells us that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. He will heal the sick the brokenhearted, deliver the captive, and He will make you free. He will give you an abundant life. But He never promised it would be easy. The whole gist of what I was saying this morning, I started this thing, this post or whatever you, whatever you call that thing. What most people, what most pastors, what most churches preach is true. But the how is missing. The purpose of it all is not there. You are victorious in Christ. You are healed in Christ Jesus. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. How? In Christ Jesus. In His finished work. Because the shedding of the blood. That is, only the, that is the only way or how. And the purpose of it all is for you to be like Christ. And to go ye therefore and tell and teach everybody all that you have learned. What are you learning? As you grow in your relationship with the Lord, you will never be barren or unfruitful in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
So why do we open the doors all the time? Why do you have all these things? Why is your calendar full? Because we want to have a full calendar. No, because we want you to have the privilege and opportunity to grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ so that you cannot just come and sit and soak it up, but you can go and wring it out and sow and water. So instead of complaining, consume. Be a partaker of His promises. Instead of sulking about everything, just shout about it. Stop whining and start worshiping Him. Quit pouting and just start praising. Just start praising Him. Listen, your victory is not in your praise. You're praising because your victory has already been afforded. Your praise is coming through your faith in the victory that was afforded to you at Calvary's cross. You're praising Him even when you don't know. Do you truly believe that the Lord your God is the healer? Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that He is the peace even in the middle of the storm? Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that He is in the midst of the trial and when there seems to be no way out, that He is the way maker? Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that He's able to save your wayward child, parents? Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that He still performs miracles? And, Pastor, I need a miracle in my life today. Do you believe that He's able... Then put a praise on it. Even though the enemy is coming like a flood, do you believe that His Word it does say that He will raise a standard that is against Him? Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that He is all-sufficient, all-knowing, and His grace is enough? Put a praise on it. Do you believe that He will complete the good work that He started in you? Then put a praise on it. You need a new job? Put a praise on it. You believe that He still baptizes in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that He can set the addict free? Put a praise on it. Do you believe that He will heal your marriage? Put a praise on it. Do you believe that He'll fill this house here and in Yakinville? Then put a praise on it. Do you believe that these dry bones will live again? Put a praise on it, church. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. You don't need music to begin to praise Him. You don't need somebody to encourage you. He's able and He is God alone. Lord, I know you're able. He's able, church. Put a praise on it. Hallelujah. 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 What are we believing for? What do you need in your life? Oh man, it just seems unobtainable. It seems like it can't happen. But my Bible tells me that nothing is impossible for Him. For with man it is impossible. But with God it is nothing is impossible. He's able! He's able, church. He's able. Going back to verse 6 of Psalm 150, to that instruction to praise, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise Ye the Lord. Again, praise is the highest form of faith. Faith is the highest form of praise. Something happens when you begin to praise Him. 
It's always been an important part of God's children. Even all the way back through the Old Testament. We become a, a church that complains. A church that asks and, and begs and, and wants instead of a people of praise and passion who are pursuing the perfection of Christ. You'll never be perfect in Christ until your body's glorified. You, your, your condition will, will, will catch up with your position when Christ returns. But until then, I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on, Wayne. We're going to march on. Say what you want, but we're going to keep on marching. Brother Curtis Hutchinson, if you're watching, we're marching on with you. Say what you want. Do what you want. But we're marching on. And as we're marching, we're going to bring some people with us. Because I determined a long time ago to preach Christ and Him crucified. That is the only answer that we'll ever have or, nor, nor need, or need. But something happens when you begin to praise Him. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there was a great multitude on their way to destroy Judah. You had a king named Jehoshaphat. He didn't always make the greatest decisions. In fact, he made a pact that he shouldn't have made. He didn't, but this day, he made a good decision. He didn't panic. He, he was fearful. Uh, Chronicles 20 verse 3 says, He set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. He was fearful of what was coming, but he didn't panic or let the fear cripple him. He said, I, I, I know where I'll go. I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to seek the Lord on this because I done messed up so many times. I understand I ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing without Him. I'm going to go to the Lord and I'm going to seek His face and I'm going to seek His will and His way. And He came and He said Himself, He sought the Lord and proclaimed a fast through Judah. Verse 4 says, And Judah gathered themselves together to seek the Lord. Listen church, we can preach and we can teach and we can scream and we can shout all we want, but until the people come together and they begin to seek the Lord with us and we get on one page, on the same sentence, on the same letter, on that page, and we begin to press on for the mark of the, or the call, the, the purpose of Christ in our life together. So they came and they sought the Lord, they sought the help of the Lord, and out of all the cities they came to seek the Lord. So everybody came. They came for one reason. To seek the Lord. They came to seek Him. And Jehoshaphat proclaimed to the people. The power and the might that was in the hand of the Lord. And that none could withstand Him. Not Jehoshaphat. But the Lord God Almighty. Not one can stand against Him. There is power and might in His hand. The enemy was coming. The people were seeking. But the enemy was still coming. You've been seeking. But the enemy's still coming. You've been praying. But the enemy's still coming. Do you let fear cripple you? Or do you go on? And listen, and, uh, there was a proclamation made in verse 15. It says, Jehaziel, or however you say his name. I'm not him. But uh, he might get mad at me, but he's not here. So anyway, hearken you all Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed, by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. 
I see them coming. I see the multitudes coming. But guess what? I'm standing in Christ Jesus. If He is for me, who can be against me? I'm standing on His promise that He is able and that He will do what He said He'll do. He's my protector. He's my provider. Oh, but we go on to verse, verse 17. He sought and he, and, he, and he made that proclamation. And he goes on in verse 17 says, You shall not need to fight in this battle. A lot of the Christian people's problems are, you're fighting a battle that you were not designed, nor were you called to fight. You are to stand still. Stand, don't be afraid. Stand still. Stand, I'm out, i got to look for a chair. Stand still and, and hold your ground. And you might see them coming. They might put you in a position to look and see. But I'm standing still. I'm not fearing. I'm not afraid. I'm going to stand still. And I'm going to watch the salvation of the Lord. I'm going to watch Him do what only He can do. I'm going to watch Him move in great power. I'm going to watch Him let the enemies be scattered. Fear not. Nor be dismayed. But verse 21, if you get here in 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat did something crazy. They're going into, into battle to stand. Terrence, they ain't going to fight. They're standing. And they're going to watch the salvation. Of, and Jehoshaphat done got crazy. He done made some bad decisions. He sought the Lord. And now they really think he's crazy. Because he didn't find the strongest guys with the sharpest, sharpest spears. He appointed singers unto the Lord. So that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. I tell you what, my weapon is not carnal. It's in the Lord. And I'm going to walk down the hill. You're coming at me with all you got. But I'm going to say, my God is great and He's greatly to be praised. He appointed singers that they should praise the beauty of His holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for His mercies endureth forever. I don't know what the multitude that was coming at them thought, but when the praisers went in front of the army, they probably thought, these people are nuts. Praise Praise must always, always, always come before your action. Our praise must come before our effort. He and He alone is able. But you want to put yourself in a position where you get the credit. I don't have to. I don't need it. I don't want it. Man, Jordan's not here. I need a big... Come here, I even stand up. We're going to pretend this is the Lord. He's going to just walk, walk that way. You just, I'm just standing right behind him. They don't even see me. I'm just thinking God is great. He's greatly to be praised. You got this, Lord. You go before me. The battle is yours. I'm just going to watch you work. This is what we are to do. I so desire, I'm so desperate for your life to be changed today. I'm so desperate for you to put a praise on it. To thank Him before you even know what you're thanking Him for. 
I thank God every day that I don't look and see empty chairs and I don't see a, a land that needs to be. I look and I know what God has shown me and I'm praising Him. In Yatkinville, as Wayne's walking around the sanctuary, he didn't look and see 120 empty chairs. He looked and he saw 120 souls that needed the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? He praised Him for it. He, didn't, he don't know when it's coming, where they're coming for, but He does know. They're coming! I've been praising God for quite some time now for a Spanish service. I didn't speak Spanish, but guess what? These people here that do, thank God for the praise. But I want to ask you this morning one thing. What are you believing for? Whatever it is, you need to put a praise on it. Don't worry about what it is and praise His name. Do you not believe, Ephesians 3 and verse 20, Now unto Him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. <laughs> oh. My brother that's down in, in Arkansas, uh, his name slips Steve Alexander. Somebody sent them a check to pay off their debt. Terrence, pastor up in New York, somebody sent them a check to build a church. And I praise God for that because it's going to happen here. Where's it coming from? I don't know. I don't have to know. I'm going to praise God anyway because He's able. I ask and I ask big. I praise God to be debt free. I praise God for a new sanctuary. I praise God for a full house here and in Yakinville. I'm praising God for a new bus and a van to put in Yakinville's parking lot. I praise God for the people that are going to surround Wayne and Stacy and to walk and to march forward. I praise God as we march those streets Saturday that souls will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I praise God today that souls will be set free, that somebody that is bound is going to leave this place walking in freedom that somebody's heart that is broken is going to be mended. I'm praising God for that broken spirit that's going to be healed today. I'm praising God for victory in the house. Singers and musicians, I want you to come. But here's the thing. I can't praise for your want or, or, or your need. I'll praise God with you. But you've got to praise Him in advance. I want you to stand in this place this morning. You may think, well, I, man, I, you know what? Sometimes I, I just feel uncomfortable. Look around you and see what you see. You see everybody from every walk of life, from any different background, different colors, or whatever. This is the family of God. This is what heaven's going to look like, and we're going to praise Him. I'm asking you one thing this morning. What is your desire and what do you need? He knows your need before you ask. But I'm going to ask you this. Will you respond in praise or will you continue to complain? The choice is yours this morning. As they sing, I would encourage you to come put a praise on whatever it is.
keep singing, but I, I just want to ask the young people something. Do you believe that the Lord is able to reach your generation? That He'll bring in the multitudes? That He'll move and the revival will sweep through your school, through you guys? Do you believe that? And I'm going to ask you something. I ain't putting you on the spot. Well, I guess I kind of am. But if you believe that, I want you to come and I want you to put a praise on it. You don't know how? Well, I can't do nothing. He took away Jeremiah's excuse. He's taken away yours at Calvary. He's placed it in your heart. How many of you believe for your workplace? I'm believing for Lincoln County. And beyond. He's able, church. He's able. He's able. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day of salvation. Just a moment there. Set you free. As soon as you say yes to Jesus, that old man's gone and all things have become new. You'll experience joy that you've never known. You'll have a peace that you only ever dreamed of. And I'm telling you today, he's here to move in your behalf. I want them to keep singing. And I want you to come if you believe it. I want you, if you need salvation, come. If you need healing, come. He's here to meet you at your need today. Hallelujah. Go ahead.
Aren't you thankful that he's able? I'm so thankful that only he and he alone is all I'll ever need. <laughs> if you're watching and wondering what's going on, you just need to come and experience. It's much greater than an explanation. But God is still on the throne. He's so good to us. He's so good to us. Lord, we praise you for your provision. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this place this morning. Lord, we continue to praise you throughout this day. God, we praise you for those that are coming, for the harvest. Lord, we praise you for the laborers. Lord, we praise you for all that you are. Lord, and I pray that we continue to be good stewards of what you blessed us with. Lord, that as we go our way, that we would speak your word and your truth everywhere we go. God, we praise you in advance for tonight's service. Lord, as we talk about grace through faith, Lord, I praise you for what you're going to do tonight in advance. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.